Reimagining Rural Health, a podcast series brought to you by Sanford Health. In this series, we explore the challenges facing healthcare systems across the country. From improving access to equitable care, building a sustainable workforce, and discovering innovative ways to deliver high-quality, low-cost services in rural and underserved populations. Each episode examines how Sanford Health and other health systems are advancing care for the unique communities they serve. In this episode, Ann Nottegall with Sanford Health News talks with Dr. Zeke Emanuel, oncologist, vice provost of global initiatives, Levy University professor, Perlman School of Medicine, and the Wharton School, University of Pennsylvania. Dr. Emanuel joins as a keynote speaker at the 2023 Summit on the Future of Rural Healthcare with the topic, Reinventing America's Healthcare Workforce. Zeke Emanuel, thank you so much for joining us. It's wonderful to be here. We're really excited to have this room of thought leaders here to talk about rural healthcare. First question for you is, what do you think are the three top opportunities when it comes to building a stronger workforce? Well, the most important thing is to make sure the workforce does meaningful work mm-hmm. and are invested in their work and the mission that they're doing. One of our big problems in healthcare is that we have too much nonsense and uh, paperwork that has no meaning, right? I mean, doctors go into medicine to take care of patients. Nurses go into medicine to take care of patients. Doing paperwork is not their primary goal. It's enervating. It really makes them sort of upset and depressed because they're not doing the thing that they care about. And so I think figuring out how to make more high-value activities, the patient care, the Mm -hmm. patient connection, is critical. Um, uh, I'm an oncologist. One of the reasons I went into oncology is it's a critical moment for people in their lives. They're making big, big life-changing decisions. They've just been hit by a Mack truck. They're exploring their values, what's really important to them. You get close. That's what's meaningful in patient care. That's what's me- why we went in to become doctors. And, you know, if what you're doing is filling out billing forms or filling out quality forms or just filling out forms yeah. and updating the EHR, that's not meaningful. And so we have to figure out how to make it most meaningful for uh, healthcare providers to actually do the thing that they came into the professions to do. Uh, you know, I did see that uh, kind of goes to the article that you put in JAMA uh, in 2017 talking about, you know, uh, co-authoring this article on reassessing the data on whether there actually was a physician shortage. And you talked to, um, you know, what are some of those opportunities um, that we can look at? So I thought that was really interesting. Um, where do you think we've made progress when it comes to workforce issues? Uh, well, during COVID, we've slipped. Right. Uh, Unfortunately, we haven't made a lot of progress because we've overworked our doctors. Um, Initially, there was a lot of praise for our healthcare professionals who were really going above and beyond. Um, uh, But I think, you know, eventually you can only do that so long. You can sustain a sprint only so long. And then you need support. And we're seeing with, you know, strikes at Kaiser and other actions, unionization, that people are upset by the system. And I think one of the important things is it's really a system issue. We have to figure out, us leaders have to figure out how we can get back to doing what people care about. Um, I would say uh, figuring out or thinking about the patient experience has been very, very important. And obviously the labor issues are very important to all leaders. So I'm hoping that 
uh, as we look forward, we can, you know, how do we reduce our administrative burden? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things we can do, yes, it's a complicated situation with payers and providers mm -hmm. and all the rest, but there are things we can do to reduce the administrative burden. How can we actually uh, get patients, you know, have our interactions so that whatever's easiest for the patient works also for the doctors, like, you know, we have yet to really fully integrate virtual care, and can we make that work? Can we make help home care work. Um, I also, I'm really excited about some possibilities regarding AI and mm -hmm. using the phone mm -hmm. to actually deliver therapeutic interventions. And I think that's also going to make a huge difference when we can uh, bring in, again, we have to look, I think, as technology as our friends, uh, not as our enemy. A lot of people worry that technology is going to take over, going to sure. eliminate our jobs. Well, yeah. I don't think so. You know, the history of technology has been it's allowed us to do more and augment mm -hmm. what we do best. You know, you mentioned um, COVID-19 and how that was so hard. Um, and I think really what's come out of that, at least in terms for Sanford Health, and I think a lot of other healthcare mm -hmm. organizations is really focusing on the, the well-being of our caregivers, right? And if, you know, we talk about patient experience, well, the caregiver has to be in a good space in order to deliver great care, right? Oh, absolutely. And so that's we, a know, huge we know part that if you have burned out uh, doctors and nurses, mm -hmm. you have more mistakes, you have people who are disengaged mm -hmm. from actually providing care. Mm -hmm. it, it's terrible caregiving, right? Uh, you know, my father was a pediatrician in Chicago uh, mm -hmm. when I was growing up. You know, he used to work maddening hours, 75 a week. He would, you know, every other weekend he was on call. Mondays and Thursdays, he actually was in the office till 9 p.m. You know, but he was t totally happy, totally fulfilled. Why? Because he was making a difference to patients. And that, I mean, we have to remember the importance of that kind of meaning driving us. Almost all of us were happy in two, you know, ha happiness is critical. One is social connections bonding. Mm -hmm. And I think, again, this is an area that we could do more to think about. Uh, and, you know, having meaning in your life, mm -hmm. doing what you set out to do to make the world a better place. Um, but I do think this issue of social connection, I, I, I didn't emphasize it, but it's probably useful to emphasize here. Yeah. One of the problems, I think, is, you know, we used to have doctor's lounges at hospitals. I remember going in with my father and grabbing donuts in the doctor's sure. lounge and things. Um, you know, talking to his peers and complaining, of course, about the uh, administrators and the le leadership yeah, and right. swapping sports stories. Um, that kind of bonding is really, really important. We know mm -hmm. it's important, but for a lot of reasons, that has actually decreased in healthcare among the workers and increasing that social bonding, not through artificial things like happy hours, but regular things. I, so when I look back at, you know, the time I was working like a dog, internship and residency, what helped? Well, the midnight meal where all the <laughs> residents would come together for shared half hour, 40 minutes. Exactly. Yes. Shared experiences. Yes. Moan about this. Talk about good things that were happening right. to you. Right. Um, that social relationship, mm -hmm. even if it wasn't deep uh, mm -hmm. with all, each of those people, really, really important to your happiness and your sense of, you know, this is a group. You know, we know this from the military, right? I mean, what do people fight for? Well, they fight for their buddies. And 
that buddy system actually has been used at some medical centers, creating buddies nice. um, yep. to actually uh, bolster that social mm -hmm. connection. So mm -hmm. I think those are some of the things we need to think about as leaders of healthcare to help our workers. Yeah, and you talk a little bit about AI, right? And I know um, technology, there's such great opportunity, particular in uh, Rural America? Oh, it's critical to rural right. health. And, and we could really lead that way for, uh, if rural America can do it, everybody else can, right? Um, but the balance of using that technology, does that make us more disconnected? You just talk about the importance of social connections. So, well, it's you know, not, so technology cannot be a substitute for the social connection. You still need to mm -hmm. have the bond. You still need to know the patient and know what's important to them. Mm -hmm. But at, over the course of treating a patient, you know, there are going to be times when it's better to do it in the house. There are going to be times where, you know, sending someone to the patient is going to be better. And once you know someone, you know, once you have a relationship with someone, talking to them on the phone or talking to them over Zoom, that's easy. That's still bonding. Um, I think that the issue is you do need a base of face-to-face, in-person relationships. That is never going away from healthcare. No, no. Basic human connection. Yes. Um, we are running out of time. We wanted <laughs> Sorry, to Sorry, I've been long-winded. No, I you're apologize. been great. It's super. I just want to end with one last question, and that is really what, what excites you the most about um, the future of rural health care? Uh, excites me the most? Mm -hmm. I think that uh, this kind of uh, summit is actually mm -hmm. quite important. Um, and what you said about we, we in rural health should be innovative. Rural health has, let's be honest, has always been a sort of afterthought. We've been focused on the big high-tech hospitals and major metropolitan areas. Um, and it hasn't been, well, they're doing things in rural health, or rural health is pioneering this issue, like how do we integrate all this technology so we can actually get to our patients who live 120 miles away and can come in every day for whatever it is, physical therapy. Um, I think the fact that rural health is asking the big questions and trying to use all the available tools we have, mm -hmm. like uh, technology, to actually address those issues is critical. Because if rural health can you know, use the technology and, for example, address the mental health crisis in America, that can be adapted in lots of other places. Um, and I think it's not you know, these problems aren't unique to your rural health, as we've learned. Um, and so your rural health can be just as pioneering as the big behemoths in uh, Center City. And I speak of, uh, you know, uh, uh, working at Penn with our behemoth uh, academic health center. You know, uh, we can be innovative, but so can rural health. And that, I think, is a very different place we've seen rural health compared to the last hundred years, honestly. Yeah. Embrace the being able to be nimble, right? Well, nimble and also innovative, right. right? I mean, there's no reason that innovation has to live only in New York, Boston, San Francisco. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Zeke Emanuel, thank you so much for joining us today on the at the summit on the future of rural health. We My appreciate honor. You. Thank you for the interview. You've been listening to Reimagining Rural Health, a podcast series brought to you by Sanford Health. Hear more episodes in this series or other Sanford Health series on Apple, Spotify, and news.sanfordhealth.org.